way it's going. Okay. All right. What's up, everybody? I'm joined by main man. Everybody. <laughs> the big fans, all the fans that we've got out there. Yeah. <laughs> joined by Danny G, Danny Goodwin. One What's third up? The Scumber Party Podcast. Of course, yes. And everybody knows knows that, too. So. <laughs> they do, they do. He's Austin's favorite comedian, the, the best it, comedian. Man. Uh, yeah, north of 38th Street, I guess we'll say. I love it, man. That's pretty, <laughs> and that's a big fucking range right there. It is, man. There's a lot of talent up there, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, we're going to the regionals. Uh, pretty unceremonious ending to the Big 12 tournament. You want to just start there? That kind of sucks. Yeah, it kind of sucked. And I, I got to say, there is just zero fucking pageantry to that Big 12 tournament. I mean, like, it's as so much, dead, man. As much as it like is uh fun, I guess, the concept of playing in like an MLB stadium. It's like we saw this at the beginning of the season at that mm-hmm. one uh tournament, and it's just like there there is nothing ceremonious about like no playing in an empty MLB stadium. It feels like a coffin. It looks like like a, it looks like a tomb. It's like dark it's just totally like all indoors there's no sound and we're owing owing five there now so yes fuck it let's never play there again we, well, we suck when we play there and it's like growing up in dallas i remember they would have like the uh high school championship games like at cowboy stadium and stuff like that and it's like that's what that felt like it felt like yes. if there's any hope of like growing this sport into something actually substantial the look of these empty fucking stadiums uh is a bad indicator in terms of like how popular this sport can be going going forward you know college baseball specifically i mean yeah i mean because we used to have it in oklahoma city and it was at like a minor league stadium in oklahoma city yeah that was it was a tiny stadium so you could like get fans in there people could get pumped and the vibe felt good because it was tiny but now it's like no one really wants to go to arlington it's sort of out of the way for pretty much every team there so yeah it just doesn't it just doesn't work no no one's having fun and 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 perhaps that brings a uh um I mean, it, it must sort of like demotivate the majority of these teams, right? Like, I guess so. I mean, that is one thing where I don't feel like Texas had much. Like, Texas, I guess, did have a lot to play for and that we could have hosted if we had won a couple games. Yeah. But both teams we were playing were playing for their season, right? Kansas yeah. had to win the tournament. Kansas State needed a strong showing in the tournament. Didn't get far enough, clearly, because they didn't make it. Neither of them made it, correct? Yeah. No, neither of them made it. So Kansas State was the best Big 12 team that got left out. Um, Oklahoma and Texas Tech both got in above them, and they were both closer to the bubble. I think Oklahoma was, like, one of the last four teams in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Kansas State, last four out, I think. They were in that group, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they were in pretty much every, every projection. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't feel like we I, – I don't know. Maybe we don't turn it up when we don't have to. This team is impossible to figure out. But uh, I don't think I want to take too much away from it other than 
David Shaw being hurt is probably a pretty bad sign. That Cole sucked. not being there also sucked. Apparently he's hurt. Cole and then Burke is in the transfer portal for Burke is in the portal for unknown yeah. unknown reasons. Unknown but like behind closed door. I issues, mean apparently. It really it ain't that big of a stretch, you know. Like if you're someone that probably is of the caliber to play at the University of Texas and you're not getting opportunities, you can probably get better opportunities at like a smaller school. I'm sure Burke is gonna go to some program where he could be like a Sunday starter or something like that. I mean, probably wasn't gonna be here, you know? No, probably not. We have a pretty big class coming in next year. We may or may not have a really good Juco guy coming in from San Jack again, unless he gets drafted, like that could potentially start or pitch out of the bullpen frequently. So there was a chance he'd get passed over. But I just thought, like, I mean, if it's Zane Morehouse and and, uh, Travis Staley, like, why isn't Burke getting more of a chance? I feel like I trusted that guy a little more than those dudes. But Pierce has shown that he has his guys, he picks his guys, and whatever happens happens you know those are his dudes that's what we're gonna roll with so he got left out in the cold and i kind of get the frustration but at the same time it's a it's a loser move i think to leave right before the tournament like i i you agree. could you could be a hero man you yeah. come in and start like a regional game if we lose game one you can save the season right like that's good tape to have too so it's a little weird but and you know who knows where, like your your bullpen, I mean, like, obviously it always matters, but here's where it really fucking matters is because, like, you're going to be going deep into that lineup at, like, game three, game four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what's so funny about baseball is especially watching, like, this NBA finals, you're like, wow, a crucial game four coming up with our worst pitcher at the ma- – you know? <laughs> like, yes. It, yeah, there's a world where our season is on the line against Miami and we have to win two more games to advance and Kobe Minchie is starting. That Kobe, everyone needs true. to get ready for that. We need a we need a red hot Chase Loomis in order to get to Omaha. And I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Like for series I, I, of the season. Look out, he's coming in to get two outs in the seventh inning. The you Chase or Kobe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows? Either yeah, one. <laughs> I think, honestly, so, yeah, this is where we're at right now. We're playing Louisiana on Friday, and then we've got uh, Miami and Maine on the other side of the bracket. We need um, really what we've needed all season, and they've come through um, on, you know, pretty much every weekend. Uh, We need Lucas and LeBaron Johnson to fucking nail it on those first two games because similar to last season, you have these two really great starting pitchers and then who the fuck knows after that. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of what the fuck and, and who the fuck knows. I agree with that. Um, And looking at, so looking at, at at Louisiana, I guess we can start there. Like we know we're going to need a big start out of Lucas and then another one out of LeBaron Johnson. Then we have to piece something together for game three or four, if we're able to win the first two. But looking at Louisiana, they're, this is a weird team. So I'm looking at their number one starter right now. The guy will most likely end up facing in game one, this guy, Jackson Nazu, And he has a terrible ERA, like well above five. But I'm looking at his game log, and he's been like pretty – freaking good the last like month of the season so it's one of those things where like 
this dude has pretty bad numbers, but but he's been hot. Like, let me let me pull it up. So six fourteen ERA, seventeen starts on the season. He's nine and five. But his last five starts, he's gone seven innings, three earned, seven innings, two earned, six and third, four earned, five and a two thirds, no earned runs, three innings, one earned run. So like he's hot, right? Yeah. And we just got shut down by a guy who was throwing up in the dugout between innings last week. So I don't know what to expect in this first game. Yeah, I mean, that to me is just the question of the season is are the bats going to turn on when they need to fucking turn on? And, and honestly, there's been a few instances where uh, where that has happened, right? I, I'm thinking of the Kansas State game. Um, like when we you know what were we down like five to one in the eighth or something like that yeah yeah um, and then just you know went on a run to to close it out it's there have been um some real like opportunistic uh it in a good way batting uh, yeah, that. I mean, we bookended the Big 12 season with a sweep of Texas Tech where we were hitting the ball really, really well every game. And then against West Virginia, where we just came in and mashed them every single time early in the game. So we, so do, we know we can do that. It's possible. It guys. It's yeah. possible. Um, that's not to get too ahead here, but like we talked about the, the um, amount of turnover from last season into this season. I mean, like there's going to be a lot next season, too. Like there is, there, there is, that's going to be, I think we'll touch on it real quick and then we'll go back to the regional, but people keep calling this a rebuilding year and it's not a rebuilding year. This is a bridge year. This is a bridge year to the next rebuild, right? Because if you look at the class coming in next year, it's huge. There's like 20 dudes in that class are ranked fifth. The rankings don't really mean anything because we're going to lose our best dude to the draft, like pretty much everybody else. Yeah. But there's a lot of like highly touted guys in that class that is going to be the foundation for us going into the sec then we've got a juco guy his name is like gage boehm or something like that who's supposed to be like a solid juco star pitcher who might get drafted but he might come here that is going to be like the young team this is not a young team this is just a bunch of dudes who haven't played at ut before so we keep calling them young but if you look at the roster it's not young guys like a lot of these dudes have been around you know and and assumingly it'll be something similar just because of the transfer portal next year, right? There's going to be yes. guys that end up, you know, maybe being juniors and seniors uh, that are kind of like the leaders of the team, but we won't know that until the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, yeah, I guess to, to stay on topic as far as the regional is concerned, the guys that do, you know, a, a few of those guys that probably will get drafted this summer are the ones that need to show up. Because yeah, we need got... Gigi to show up and keep keep hitting the ball and get hot again. We need Porter Brown to keep keep hitting like he has this season. We need DC Kennedy. to keep hitting like he has. DC, yeah. We and Peyton Powell hope that he's healthy. I hope he can like at least hit if he can't play the field, but. He needs to to continue to come through with guys on base and and like get 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 the lineup going. But I optimistic we can do this because Louisiana is not a great pitching team other than this Jackson Mizzou. There's another guy who 
comes out of the bullpen who we should probably expect to face. Let me find this guy's name again. Hooper Rawls. So very baseball name. Yeah. You got to be concerned like about the, the Cooper Rawls and the <laughs> – uh, who who else? Who's a good Jackson oh. Mizzou and Cooper Rawls? That was yeah, man, those are some ball players. <laughs> yeah, those so are those are probably who we're gonna face in the first game. And Rawls has decent numbers: three sixty six ERA. He's thrown sixty four innings. Doesn't lead the team in saves, but it seems like he's he's coming in after Mizzou is done. Like we're almost certainly gonna see that guy. When we look at their bats, though, not a lot of home runs. So they've only hit sixty six homers on the season. Texas is at 85 for reference. Okay. Their best hitters, uh, Kyle DeBarge, uh, batting 370, six homers. Julian Brock, 11 homers, batting 318. And then Max Marusic, batting 265 with 10 homers. So it looks like, you know, there are some okay bats in the lineup, but they didn't play a great competition the Sun Belt's not the best league and they came in fourth in the Sun Belt I think so you know they're not they're not like world beaters here I think Lucas can shut these guys down I'd imagine we probably see Staley again after like it seems like that's sort of what we're going with here and then I, I don't know who we would even go with after that if Shaw Toll and Burke are out probably probably Morehouse or Duplantier. I mean, uh, I don't see Minchie coming in in game one, most likely. So I think we're going to go Lucas against these dudes and then Staley. I feel confident he can take like take care of this lineup. I, I don't you think, think Staley you think Staley follows Lucas. I do. I think what we saw in the tournament in the Big 12 tournament is probably going to be the same thing again, honestly. Okay. So let and then similarly Saturday, you've got LeBaron starting it off. And then this is why it's so key for these two to have like truly great games and for the, you know, the offense to like step up because like, I mean, like losing three rotation guys going into the postseason is really fucking tough, you know? And like, I, you know, if we can get like six seven really strong innings from these two like it it really relieves the pressure from like a bullpen that just is not not at all shown consistency and now i'll admit i'm kind of new to uh watching college baseball but i have to think that no one's no one's fucking crushing it top to bottom as far as like a pitching staff is concerned. No, there's have... a reason that we get to Saturday and you're looking at the scores and you're like 10 to 7, 10 to 6, 19 to 17, 21 to 0. Like it's what makes it the spins sport out quick. It's what makes the sport so fun. It's what makes college sports in general so fun. And everyone says like, oh, it's because they're, you know, kids trying to play for a contract one day. It's like, no, they're bad. They're bad yeah. at sports. That is why you have these crazy results, right? Yes. I'm not saying that they're like, you know, poor athletes or anything like that, but many of them will not play this sport again after this. So you're going to have results where they fuck up, and that's what makes it entertaining, right? Yeah, I mean, there's the same way. That's part of why I love this tournament because you get into day two and three of the tournament, and you've got guys who are like, clearly interviewing at Deloitte next week and this is it you know and they're throwing yeah, yeah. 150 pitches because it's beer league softball after this man yeah and, and we're gonna do that but 
but they I think the top two guys on the like, Deloitte company team, though. Yes, exactly. They are like going to be the hottest thing on the Deloitte company team. They're going to be a problem at you know uh, Uptown Dallas or whatever. They yeah. they have good years ahead of them, just not on the field. But yeah. no, that's the. They're, they're, it's the kind of shit where like people whisper and go, yeah, I think he used to play on the Raging Cajuns, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And, and only one guy in the office knows that, so he picks him first, you know. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, and then that's it's over. Gonna, man. That's going to be really key. Is the secret uh, history of these <laughs> like players' careers, and they're going to dominate kickball leagues from here until eternity. Um, and, yeah, and then and they'll I'm be happy. annoying dads. Yeah. And I'm happy for them. I really am happy for them. But for the intents and purposes of this month, they need to fucking bring their shit. All right? Yeah, they need because to get it together, dude. We're trying to win a natty here. <laughs> yeah. I will say, so one other guy. Here, here's, here's the dude I've been thinking about. We haven't mentioned him yet. I think Hurley. Hurley could have a moment. Hurley has a, a big, like, yes. there's, a, there's a world in which Hurley comes out we lose it one of the first two games and he's like on the mound and we need six innings from that dude. I could see it happening. Like I've been a believer in this guy all year. So maybe I'm just still stuck on the Hurley train, but I think him, Ace Whitehead, yeah, uh, Duplantier are all gonna, and probably Chase Loomis, who we mentioned before, are all going to have to have, you know, big innings at some point here. And then Tanner, Zane too. Assume- Zane too. Zane, yeah, Zane, you're, we're we're gonna we're gonna need we're it. gonna be on Zane's wild ride a little bit longer, man. Yeah. Well, so, but I think about last year when uh, I think there were some questions. It's a similar setup where you had Hanson and Gordon Friday and Saturday, and you're like, those two are solid. I'm not worried about those two, and they yeah. didn't have great um, World Series either. Or super regional games, yeah. They well, they were. I feel like they were pretty solid. Maybe Hanson kind of fell apart in the Super Regional. Uh, Hanson wasn't great, and then Lucas got hit up, but we came back in that game too. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was offense. But yeah, but who fucking crushed it on Sunday was Tristan Stevens. Tristan, yeah. And I don't think people expected much from him at all. So it's gonna take like that third guy where you're like, man, he proved something here like he had well, a I mean, moment at the right time and I, that's I what we're gonna need from i think we can get four innings from wit in game three i think we can get up to four yeah. innings from wit if he goes so out too. and he's getting guys out and he's not like throwing a 20 inning 20 pitch first inning or something i think it's possible we got to get to the third so game first yeah. but let's let's look ahead so if we're able to beat the Raging Cajuns. It's looking like we'll probably have to play Miami, and we're gonna have to beat Miami at some point in this thing if we're gonna win it. Almost yes. certainly. 100%. I'm looking. I've been doing some research on them, and they're an interesting team to me. So, I kind of actually like how we match up against them because they hit the shit out of the ball. So they've hit 112 home runs this season yeah. as a team compared to 85 for Texas, and that ranks top 20 if I'm not mistaken in the country. I, I, I didn't look it up, but I'm sure it does. I can't I have I have the rankings. Right yeah, you here. got it. Okay, yeah, oh, pull it yeah. up then. Because they've got one, two, three, four, five, six guys with over 10 home runs, and then two guys with 16. Uh, Johandi Morales and Blake Sir Kyer. I don't know how you say that guy's name. Um, 
Morales is their best overall hitter, though. He's batting over 400. Uh, that ranks, you said 110? 112. Uh, well, this, oh, this has 110. Either way, it puts them at ninth in the country. Ninth in the country, okay. I'm on MiamiHurricaneSports.com. I, I hope they're right, but if not, yeah, I'm going to play no, them. No, I mean, it, it's all pretty relative. I'm looking at, like, a chart that's, uh, you know, from, like, uh, D1 baseball or something like that, and it it combines basically all of the all the teams. Oh, there we go. Sent it to you. Um, it's I can't remember which account it was. Friday starters is who tweeted this out. Um, okay. And this would have been uh, yeah posted yesterday. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, I I think if you look at the pitching stats between all of these teams, and I'm including um, Stanford's re- super. A little uh, Stanford's regional as well. Okay, Texas far and away has the best pitching statistics. Um, it's, it's not even that close. Yeah, yeah. like we we are a lot a much better pitching team on the whole than even Miami. Miami's team ERA five point one two. That's that is really high for a number nine overall seed. And I have yeah. to say, like maybe they get out of the regional, but you really don't usually see teams with that bad of pitching win this tournament usually teams that win this tournament have really good pitching and then you get hot enough to to go through if you're like a you know an underdog or whatever or you're just really good at both like that i I saw that and i was like i think we have a really good chance here because if i look at their their starters right so like the the two or three guys who have had the most games started who will probably end up facing if i look at their number two guy so alejandro rosario 7.45 7.45 ERA like yeah maybe he's been a little better lately but if you if you started you know 14 games and that's your ERA you're not as good as Lucas or LeBaron you know what yeah. I mean like and they do have a good closer I should mention Andrew Walters uh 1.08 ERA 68 strikeouts and 41 in the third innings 11 saves so they have a good reliever if we get to the you know, the sixth to maybe seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, and we're behind them. Yeah, that's a problem. But, man, I'm looking at this team. Like, if we can jump on these pretty vulnerable starters early, like, we can do this. We can win this regional. And I feel like of all the draws we could have gotten, I feel better about this one than a lot of other ones because another thing I think I should mention is uh, Miami's never made it out of a regional with – Gino DeMare, head coach. Yeah. He's not made it out of a regional in his career. It's a young career, like as as the head of head coach of Miami. He's only done it three times. It's his fourth fourth crack at it. But they've never made it out of a regional. That makes me feel a little better. You know what I mean? There's not that like institutional uh like feeling within the team of making deep runs like I do feel like this team has, even though it's a lot of new guys. You know, the infrastructure is there. Yeah. Um no, I, I think, like, if you just look at the one advantage that we have over, I would say, the large majority of these teams in the tournament, it's Pierce's experience, you know? Like, the fact that he yeah. can, like, get, like, you know, what he has, I think, um, I want to say 60% of his seasons have ended up in Omaha. So far with, with Texas. Yeah. Full seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know who else can fucking claim that. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
and when you talk about rebuilding and turnover and stuff like that, that happens to everybody, you know, like, and the only yeah. thing that does remain consistent, the stars of any like college program are the coaches. And yeah. um, I, it, it, it is a, you know, it's interesting that Del Conte didn't hire him. Right. Yeah. So and he, he was not of, the first, second or third choice uh, in that the, round either. He is the one guy um, of, I would say the majority of our programs, if not maybe the only one that was not a Del Conte hire at this point. Yeah, I think it's I think of the major ones uh, of the men, certainly. And then softball, Del Conte hired uh, yeah. basketball. basketball, volleyball. No, I don't think so. Women's basketball. We just hired a new um, beach volleyball coach, though. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, forgot we just started that program. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah. Well, so the volleyball coach has been there for a while. For a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was results like that. You know. Yeah, I mean? exactly. No, but you make a good a good point. Like, uh, he's had a lot of heat, but I think he's good in the tournament. Like, I really do think he's good in the tournament and yeah. he has teams pumped and focused. I think we'll be focused this time. We're not going to be – I don't think we're going to be sluggish like we were in Arlington. And I think this environment is going to be something that we can play off of. Like, I think it is going to be a fun environment, even if it's yeah. not all Miami fans. Texas is going to travel well. I expect some Raging Cajun fans there too. I think it's going to be like – it's going to be energetic. It's not going to be what it was in Arlington either. I, I agree. And I, I think that we can feed off that, you know, I mean, man, it's just yeah. like hear the echo of those like hit. Know, man. Stuck. It does. It's like, what, what are we doing here, man? It's just, yeah. not <laughs> it just, it blows. And like, you know, the, I, I saw some people, uh, kind of shitting on the sec for doing it like in a small stadium, but it's like, that's the way you got to do it. No, dude, they've always done it in Hoover, and their thing that they're not moving it out of Hoover is, like, they they have it there specifically so that you can bring your, like, RV and, like, park in the outfield or, like, close to the stadium and tailgate go to the game. Like, that is, like, a cultural institution in the SEC to have it in yeah. Hoover. And I'm excited. Well, I'm excited to go to that, man. Like, me too. Kind of a pointless tournament right before the big one waste a bunch of pitching, but it would be cool as a fan to go and watch, you know? Right. And now – you know, what is it? Eight teams in uh, the like collection of regional hosts are SEC teams, which is. Yeah. And then you've got Apple. four from the ACC. Yeah. Oh, OK. So that'd be the Virginia, ACC. Clemson. Who else is in there? Uh, Miami and Wake Forest. Miami and Wake Forest. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and then one, I think very fairly. Uh, one in from the Big Twelve in OSU. Yeah, um, I think that that three-way tie uh, looks a little sillier now and probably won't be talked about as much because I think the tournament was basically their way of the of figuring out who yeah. that actual winner was, and and OSU had the deepest run, so I think that's that's a fair uh, yeah pick. You know, we can't be frustrated that. You know, Texas didn't get picked. We we didn't get it done. Had a there's chance. So many moments, yeah, there's so many moments where they could have gotten it done this season, and they just didn't. I mean, like, think about yeah. what Baylor um, game. 
Baylor game, the Oklahoma series, it's just like it. Oh, that yeah. Baylor game it, it does not uh, does not speak well for your hope of Carly Hurley becoming a hero this weekend. No, and yeah, you know what? I'll throw another guy in there who probably won't be. And that's Stewart. Yeah, he gave up five runs. We didn't give up any more the rest of the game. And yeah. then uh, our our boys Morehouse and Stewart came in, and you know, well, yeah. There's a guy I had high hopes for at the beginning. I was like, oh, he's a lefty. He's got good movement on his stuff. Like, yeah, throws a decent velocity, and uh, yeah, throwing strikes is important, as we found out throughout the course of this season. Pretty well, key. I think like we we kind of witnessed what. Um, like what was about to be as far as uh, LeBaron Johnson. I mean, he was pretty good in Arlington that first weekend. And I was like, okay. yeah, I mean, he didn't really uh, show as, as much last season I felt. And then that fucking game in um, against LSU this season where he was oh, man. dealing K's man. It was, it was sick. And yeah. I mean, he came in, you like, I remember seeing him like first few outings of the season being like his mechanics look smooth. His like upper and lower body look a lot more in sync than they did last season. Much more consistent. I remember thinking last year, his step, like his stride to the plate, was like inconsistent. Sometimes it was long, sometimes it was really short, and his upper body just looked a little disjointed. I remember this year being like, kind of the repeatable motion, like just the way it looks. Looks like he should be able to throw more strikes. Yeah, and he has. Like credit to him and credit to Woody for turning him into a dude. Like. Of all these guys, he has the stuff, like the major league stuff, more so yeah. than anybody. And the fact that he turned into this guy, I think, should leave us more optimistic about Woody than the fact that some of these other dudes didn't get better and we would like for them to get better. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, you need the raw inputs. And if he can do this with real dudes, we're okay. You know, we just got to, like, get the guys on campus. You, you know what sucks to think about, though? I, I really and you know we could have said this about wit last season but i think like i think harrison would have been really good for this rotation. i was excited about him too man yeah, yeah. big lefty he showed, would be nice to have he showed some lefty. promise last year yeah i mean having him and shaw either like coming out of the bullpen or having luke harrison get into the rotation would have been great i'm hoping i'm hoping he comes back next year and doesn't transfer um i think he'd get a lot of innings next year based on where things sit right now so let, let's hope that he does um, so with the end of the season means, um, the, or, or the end of the regular season means, I think we get a couple this weekend, but the end of Longhorn Network broadcasting for, um, for this baseball team. And I don't yeah. know who the play-by-play guy is, but I saw him well, do. Are, so is it going away next season? No, 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 no. I'm just, uh, th- just this, for the this, year. This year. I oh, God, them, it's going to be bleak, whoever it is, dude. I saw them do an interview with LeBaron Johnson, and I don't know who this guy is. He does all the games. He's like, anytime uh, someone hits a home run, he's like, get out of town. Dylan Wait, Campbell. Is he one of the UT guys? Yes, yeah. It's Keith Moreland. Yeah, Keith, Keith Moreland. Moreland is a legend. He was he broadcasted with Harry Carey for the Cubs for many years. Like, He's right. super overqualified for this job. This is just him, like, because his numbers retired at UT. Like, won a College World Series in '75, I think. So well, he basically I, came back to do this as his like retirement project, which well, like 
Love I won't it. make fun of him then. No, you can yeah, make fun of him. I think he's great, man. I think Swindell, the other guy, is not as much of a TV personality, but I kind of like how you know crotchety he gets it. Okay, so it wasn't necessarily his ability to call games. I think he's like pretty good at that. But he did an interview with LeBaron Johnson, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just you're not when you're talking to like college kids, you're not going to get maybe the most exciting stuff. Right. No, <laughs> all they do is play sports, man. Yeah, like. so he was just like, he was like, um, yeah, LeBaron, so uh, you and uh, Hurley and uh, Zane, you guys are roommates, right? And <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we have uh, we have so much, so much fun in there, uh, so much fun living with those guys. And and I think, I guess it was more like this. Uh, you you better have some big beds. Oh my god! No, I did see this actually. Uh, you, I was like, this is such a guy thing to say. Yeah, he's talking about <laughs> height and size. I'm like, dude, this is getting creepy. Like, <laughs> no, thought he was gonna be like, hey, you guys bringing the Eiffel Tower to Austin, Texas, or something? <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> don't talk about the the length of these young men, like. Get the fuck out of here. No, I know. That was, it's also, it just feels like a grandpa <laughs> thing to say, like, hey, it son, is. you're getting really tall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, my dad always talks about, like, uh, he's like, yeah, my son, tall, tallest one in the family. It's just like, he's always talking about my height. Like, it's, uh, I guess it kind of is his accomplishment in some ways. So that, that maybe makes yeah. more sense. But, but Keith Moreland was talking about LeBaron Johnson being tall as if it was his accomplishment. Right, um, like be, I'm part of the UT baseball family. Yeah. Therefore, look at this tall guy that I look know. how long we make him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Keith's a legend. I I guess I was not aware of this. No, I saw that interview and I was like, man, why do they do? What is going on here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I I think what's great about uh following this team following college baseball is you really are um, like giving a lot of emotional investment to something well most people don't give a shit about you know no this um, does not even register for most people who are like on message boards they're still like oh great that's happening okay well spring season's over so i'm out of like ut sports until the fall basically but it's i think it's a beautiful sport i think um it's the format for this tournament is really fucking awesome it's so much fun man it is so chaotic yeah it's so chaotic and i you know omaha is just that's that's a great time and uh I can't wait to see more of this team. Same, know? man. Same. Whatever happens, we've had some some really good moments this year. I do think they've maybe overachieved the, the relative to the level of what we thought their talent was, especially at the beginning of the season. So, you know, the expectation is to go to Omaha. Like, don't get me wrong, but I, all year I've looked at this team as like, if we get to a super, I'd be pretty satisfied like that kind of feels like where we would probably top out at but if you got yeah. these two dudes at the front of the rotation in three game series with wit coming in on the game three like i don't know man yeah can we get hot can the guys yeah. with big beds get hot that's what Absolutely. we need i think we can get hot i think we can do it
I think so too, man. I think so too. Last thing I'll say, I'm disappointed there's only one uh, West Coast host because part of my viewing experience of this tournament in the past has always been like watching all day and then there's some like insane game going on at like 11 30 and i'm like oh man i get to watch this until like two in the morning then wake up at like noon and watch it again but well it's all west coast for you right now oh my god now it's gonna be like i don't even know how i'm gonna watch these games i'm probably gonna have to record them and watch them like when i wake up in the morning or something yeah it's gonna be brutal for me so i think we'll Um, probably get the if we play do we know what time we play yet one o'clock one o'clock. One o'clock central. Yeah, that's perfect. Actually, I'll be able to watch that seven o'clock my time. So there you go. I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna hit Posse East. So for all oh, the fans man. out there, we'll do, we'll do a little dishing, dishing it out meetup at Posse East. <laughs> there we go, man. Got to get that queso, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I think it's a good place to leave it, man. There's yeah. There's a lot of unknowns to this team, but most fun time of the year. We'll see what happens, man. I this think is I'm, I'm optimistic. Where, Let's get hot. This is where the season starts, right here. Exactly. This is, this is what it's about, man. Let's get hot, dude. Let's get hot. Let's do it. Oh, i